Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM, it all happens here. Do you regard your job as being of good quality? The reason we ask the question is because there has been a special report done by the Nevin Economic Research Institute that suggests more than a quarter of the jobs being carried out in Ireland are what they describe as poor, and this despite the booming economy and ongoing labour shortages. We'll be joined in a moment by Senator Marie Sherlock of the Labour Party, but first Dr Lisa Wilson, a senior economist of the Nevin Economic Research. Just set out some of your findings, please, and how you reach them. Hello, how are you? And I should just say that this was a study, it was a joint study with UCD, um, and it was a study done using the UCD Working in Ireland survey. And what that survey done was it assessed the quality of workers' jobs across uh, 14 different aspects. So it moved beyond the traditional kind of way of looking at the quality of one's job, either through pay or maybe the satisfaction of one's job. And what we done was we looked across a whole suite of different attributes of a worker's job. So their earnings, whether or not they had additional remuneration benefits. And I think we have just lost Lisa there as she was about to tell us a little bit about it. We'll get Lisa back on the line. But Senator Marie Sherlock, I am interested in hearing Lisa explain all of this because I remember when we came out of the crash of just over a decade ago, there was a very strong emphasis by the Fine Gael Labour government of the time that all would be put right by getting people back to work into jobs. I remember Eamon Gilmore, as your former party leader, specifically telling me that in this studio. So has it been worthwhile if over a quarter of the jobs that people do have are regarded as being of poor quality? Well, good, good evening, Matt. And look, and I think the first thing to say is huge credit to Lisa in, in the Nevin Economic Research Institute and her colleagues in UCD for actually producing this work because I think we've all known for, for, for many decades now in this country that while people are at work, um, it, you know, the, the key issue is, is it enough to allow people to put a roof over their heads to actually have a decent uh, earnings and, 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 and livelihood? And the reality is that in Ireland, uh, we know that well over a quarter from Lisa's research, you know, that there isn't decent, uh, you know, it, it isn't decent employment. So the key issue here is that it's not just a measure of how many jobs we have, but actually, are they good jobs? And I think there are a number of very serious policy questions now arising from Lisa's uh, and, and UCD's research with regards to how we ensure that employers are rewarded for paying better in this country, um, for how we ensure that workers themselves can go about actually uh, collectively bargaining for better wages and, and again for, from the perspective of women we know that far too many women are caught in that low paid part-time uh, wage trap um, where they have no choice but to work part-time because of other caring responsibilities in their lives and yet cannot access promotional opportunities don't have the same access to pay increases and ultimately are caught in that trap for, 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 for way too long a period of time And let me go back to Dr Lisa Wilson who's back with us in the Nevenique Economic Research Institute because in many of these cases it's not their fault is it it's just the way the system seems to be structured against them yeah so when we looked at the the quality of jobs what we've seen was that when we when you try and look at good jobs and bad jobs um the reality of people's jobs is that they have a mix of good things and bad things about their jobs and what Marie has just outlined is that some workers just have a lot of the bad. Um, So we have these group of um, about a quarter of our workers working on these low 
quality, poor quality jobs. That's split into two different types of poor quality jobs. You've got those workers who are in precarious low paid jobs and you've got these other set of workers who are in these demanding, highly controlled, precarious jobs. So the, the types of jobs that these workers are doing, that they require highly intensive work effort. They're demanding, they're controlling, they spill into their work, um, into their life, their personal life a lot. Um, and many of those aspects of their job, they're, you know, as you say, it goes beyond, you know, their ability to be able to control. It's, 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 a, it's a part of their job. But there is things that um, that we can do to, to improve the quality of these jobs. Sorry, Lisa, um, but does it mean that if you go beyond things like pay, it can often be things like the working hours that you're expected, the working conditions, uh, your treatment by your bosses or by others in positions of authority. Are all, those all things that you factored in as well? Yes. Yes, so very long working hours. Um, Your job lacks work-life flexibility, such as if you had to pop out to the doctor for an hour or two, it would just be a bit difficult for you to be able to do it, or even impossible. You lack autonomy over your work tasks. So, you know, the way you go about arranging the way you do your work um, is not up to you. Um, Whether or not you um, have, you know, the, the speed at which you have to work, the intensity at which you have to work, the you know, the pressure is so great that it's been, you know, that it is outside of your control in many respects. Because um, um, the conditions of your work is, you know, are are um, so intense and so demanding and so controlling of you. There's a listener here who says, I appreciate that some jobs may be poor quality, but isn't it better to be in work rather than having people in social welfare? I've done poor quality jobs in my time. Granted, they were in between jobs while I was looking for something else, but I figured it was better to be working than to be out of work. Did you take that into account, Lisa, that for some people it may be a stepping stone, particularly if they're young, trying to gain experience, albeit that they may be exploited by their employer in that regard? So what the Working in Ireland survey does was a survey of those in work, you know, so we weren't comparing the, you know, that kind of aspect kind of in work or out of work. But one of the interesting findings of the research was when we looked across those different types of jobs which do characterise the Irish labour market. So we have the demand and highly controlled jobs, we've got the precarious low paid jobs. You've got then the middle kind of moderate jobs in the middle, the secure, moderately good jobs, and then you've got the high quality jobs. Um, but w- the interesting part of the research and kind of links I suppose to what you're what your um, listener is saying is that when we looked at the health outcomes of those in the different job types, um, so what was the impact on the health and well-being of the worker in these different job types? And although it's not causal, but at a point in time, we found that those here in demand and highly controlled jobs have much worse health outcomes than those in the other job types, even those who are just low paid. You know, those people who have to work at the intensity and the, uh, under uh, under such control and under um, such demand and circumstances, the health consequences of this are there to be seen in terms of um, okay. um, the, the health outcomes of the work. Lisa, just before I go back to Senator Marie Sherlock, I mm-hmm. see the report says that low-paid jobs are more apparent amongst females, young, work- young workers, those without a third-level qualification, workers in elementary, caring, leisure and sales and customer service roles and those employed in small firms. Did you break it down as well as in relation to where people come from, whether they're actually Irish-born or immigrant? Because there might be a perception that in many cases that immigrant people are exploited in low-paid jobs? No, we didn't have data that allowed us to look at that 
But um, we know, I suppose, um, from other sources of, of data that migrant workers are much more likely to be working in those types of occupations, so to speak. But the findings in relation to the gender consequences of, of the findings of this report are so stark and so clear, and particularly in relation to the care sector, care and occupations. We, d- we set about our results via a dashboard, like a traffic light system, red meaning bad, green meaning good. And if you look across the 14 different aspects of job quality, those in care and occupations to score poorly almost right across the board that the, visually the results are so stark and it raises real questions um, as to what we can do to improve that because as you said uh, females are much more likely to occupy them. Females are much more likely to be in those low paid, precarious, poor quality jobs and much less likely to be at the top end of the chain and, and the good high quality jobs. Because Senator Marie Sherlock, I mean what dangers are as well for all of those who are complaining about immigrants coming to the country, so-called taking jobs, Irish jobs, that without them, we would actually have lots of jobs that simply wouldn't be filled and lots of essential services wouldn't be carried out. Well, I think if you talk to anybody who's relying on uh, the home health service, working in hospitals, or indeed right across the hospitality sector, obviously there's a massive, uh, you know, many thousands of migrant workers who are working in those sectors. And indeed, you know, many of those sectors are are looking for additional work permits to try and bring even more into the country. I think um, the, 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 the reality here is that when we when we look at the quality of, of of work, I think we really need to look at how we actually improve the the lives of people in 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 the, in the workplace. Um, I think there's a huge issue with regards to state procurement. So all too often we're looking at what employers can do to support employees, and and absolutely it is about looking at paying conditions. But I also very much feel we need to look at how the government, the government spends over 17 billion euros in public procurement contracts every year. And my key question is, how are are we using that money to to support decent employment so that those employers who actually make the effort to actually pay their workers properly, ensure that they have a decent livelihood, are actually supported? And and, and, and overall, how do we move towards a culture whereby having a job is absolutely you know crucially important for people's you know uh, to put a roof over their head but also for their sense of purpose for their for 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 for, for, for their overall well-being but that they but that the work that they're doing doesn't actually affect them and i and i think Lisa touched on very clearly there, you know, the impact of precarious work on people's ability to plan, on their health, um, things that those who are in secure income, uh, secure jobs take for granted okay. in being able to take out a mortgage. So so I, I think there's a huge amount of, of policy issues that arise from this work and, 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 and the Levin Institute is to be hugely welcomed in, in, in bringing this research Senator forward. Senator Marie Sherlock of Labour, Dr Lisa Wilson of the Nevin Economic Research Institute. Thank you. Uh, here's one listener that says... The loyalty is worth so little now in the workplace compared to years ago. I've seen it so much that unless you move around, you won't be rewarded and promoted. If you join a company as a graduate, they'll always just see you as that. Shame but true. Another one says, I'm on a carer's allowance as my daughter is autistic. I'd love to work. I have lots of qualifications, but no childcare available to fit around our school days. I do volunteering, but it's not the same. One that says, working in private healthcare industry, offering entry-level administrative 
salaries of 35,000 a year, 39 hours work a week and we still can't hire people. The challenge is not filling jobs or even the quality of jobs. The challenge is that it's often more beneficial for certain people to live on benefits than to work for a salary. 0874100102 gives you the last word by text or by WhatsApp. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today.